With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We are going to talk football now and uh, former evidence striker and Hawks Bay United coach uh, Brett Angel joins us. G'day, Brett. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Uh, and good to have uh, the Premier League back in, in full flow. Uh, a whole bunch of fixtures uh, this morning, starting with that North London derby and... Arsenal getting up 3-1 over Spurs. To be honest, I thought it was a tough one to pick. It was one of those that I kind of sat on the fence and thought it would probably end up a draw. Yeah, it's, um, as I said, it, it, for some reason it never ends in a draw. I think the, the, that, that uh, North London derby, generally the home team has been uh, dominant and I think that's how it sort of panned in today, really. Um, obviously, Arsenal... Running out uh, quite easy winners, as you say. I thought I thought it would be a little bit tighter and closer, but um, no. At, at the moment, uh, Arsenal seem to be very much in the ascendancy and uh, moving in the right direction. Yeah, they are. I mean, a lot of people had said that, you know, that they had had a, a reasonably easy run and they hadn't played anybody tough. And they said that before the United game, and they lost to United, and that kind of I think put doubt in a few people's mind about just how good. Arsenal were, but given how Tottenham have been, uh, Tottenham have been travelling. This is an impressive win, isn't it? Well, it certainly puts out a statement. I think uh, obviously it's a local derby, so we could probably say that um, you know <laughs> form goes out the window. But at the end of the day, Tottenham appear to be uh, one of the top four teams, or certainly very much in that mix. And uh, uh, as I say, Arsenal have certainly had that uh, strong start. And at the end of the day, you pick up three points for beating anybody. You don't get extra points because it's supposedly a stronger team. So, and in, possi- and, and in previous years, that's probably where Arsenal sort of come unstuck is against the teams that they're expected to win uh, or, or beat and haven't done so and picked up those points. But certainly uh, from the start of this season, they seem to be in the groove and uh, have picked up and built that momentum and now have taken it on against uh, their so-called rivals. Yeah, big one uh, for them. What about Tottenham? Uh, I mean, it feels like that they've strengthened everywhere, really. They, they certainly seem to have a, a bit of a thicker skin this season as well uh, than, than they've had in the past. Uh, I thought the, you know, the addition of someone like Richarlison, who's a real uh, winner and, and, and not afraid to get involved with the dirty stuff up front, gives them another option up front. Uh, I think Perisic is a good signing. Uh, they've done some good business. What, can you take anything out of this game if you're Spurs? I think it's one of those where it's a disappointment because it's a local derby, but uh, possibly they sort of not really hit their straps where you'd sort of say, I think people were sort of saying that they've, they've done the job, but maybe not really hit the heights that uh, where they've looked really, really strong. But uh, I think that's probably again synonymous with a Conte type team. You know, uh, when, 
they don't always play well to get the result, but they find a way of uh, of getting the result. And unfortunately, in this one against their fiercest rivals, it, w- it wasn't to be. But I do think that they have made that sort of good strides and are definitely now going to be in and around that sort of top four mix. Uh, you know, and if you look at where Liverpool are at the moment, you're sort of saying, well, now maybe it's a top two position that uh, they can really push for. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Let's talk about Liverpool. Uh, three all they drew with Brighton at Anfield. It's not often you see uh, Liverpool at Anfield concede three goals, but Leandro Trossard, the Belgian international, had a field day at Anfield uh, this morning, didn't he? Uh, getting they, they had a 2-0 lead in this Brighton as well. Liverpool, it's it's not all quite right there at the moment, is it? No, there's something definitely not quite as smooth as what they were experiencing, certainly towards the second half of the last season. Uh, they continually keep conceding goals, which is obviously not, from a coach's point of view, ideal. Uh, they invariably have managed their way to, to, to get back into the games and in certain instances have managed to pick up three points, but in others have not really quite got there at the end of it. But I think it is a little bit of a concern because it's gone on a little bit longer. It's not just one game. It's we're now seven, eight games into the season plus European games that they're playing. And and, and it seems as though it's quite consistent at the moment. They, they don't start very well. They sort of concede goals when they're not starting very well. And then it takes a little while and they chase the game. And when you're always chasing the game, you're always likely to be that little bit more open because obviously you're trying to score down one end and then you sort of forget about the other end, which was always previously fairly solid. They were always defensively quite strong. Uh, whereas at the moment, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be quite right somewhere along the line. Uh, the other thing is they're not actually scoring a lot of goals, are they? Because, um, uh, I mean, if you take that Bournemouth result out, of 9-0, um, they've actually only scored nine goals from, from six games so far, which is un, very un-Liverpool-like. Well, again, there's there's been changes. Those changes have taken a little bit longer to gel, and maybe that sort of made the the whole team start to struggle a little bit at the moment. You know, you, Mane had always been a very, good, very, very good goal scorer as well as a team player that provided assists and what have you and taking him out and trying to replace him. You've had a few injuries along the way. You've got new players coming in. Yeah, so it, it is very much one of those sort of, not so much starting again, but they did have a very, very consistent group generally when they started with and that has no longer been the case. Obviously, Mane was one of those, but they seem to be uh, struggling a little bit to get what they would consider to be their strongest eleven on the pitch at the moment. Mm, yeah, I think they're missing something in midfield as well. They probably somewhere they should have gone and done business. It's interesting, uh, you know, we talked about there's something being something going on behind the scenes. I think Naby Cater is part of that. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Brett. He's not injured as far as I'm aware, but he has not been included in their Champions League squad. And he's only got a year left on his on his deal. Um, it seems like there's maybe been a bit of a falling out between him and Klopp. Yeah, reading between the lines, if he, he's not being included in the you know the, the squad for Champions League, then realistically there is no future for him at Liverpool again. You know uh, that that will be it. Whether that was because he wouldn't sign a contract, this is the problem now from a business point of view. If you're allowing players that are worth millions of pounds on the transfer market to go 
free, uh, then it's very, very difficult to actually deal with, with with that from a business point of view as well. And so, therefore, then at the moment, it looks or appears as though he's going to run his contract down. And obviously, they've decided that whatever they do, he doesn't want to be part of Liverpool moving forward. And obviously, from, from that point of view, it, it seems as though I would imagine that in January he will be gone. Mm, yeah, certainly looks that way, mate. Uh, let's talk about Chelsea. Under Graham Potter, uh, they got a win. Um, uh, they have uh, beaten, they had to come from behind to get this one at Palace, which has been a difficult place for a lot of teams to go. Uh, but uh, things seem to be settling in quite nicely under Graham Potter. 2 1, it's not spectacular, but he's picking up three points. And obviously, uh, it's been a long time because, uh, you know, because of the. Um International week and then the uh, the monarch's uh, funeral and, and, and passing. It's been a long time between games, really, uh, from him joining and uh, and I think that was his actual first game that he had. Look, he's he's really, you know, you can see why somebody like Chelsea have been after him for the jobs that he's done previously and and probably not just at you know we we'll look at Brighton because obviously that's Premier League but if you look at the job he did at Swansea that was quite brief but really made an impact and obviously where he very first started it which was in Sweden and and took them playing Europa League football so he's certainly now you know has got his opportunity with the big boys, so to speak, and it will be an interesting, you know, because it's a different club. There's expectation now. This is the first time there's really been expectation. Um, And how to manage those, uh, you know, what you could perceive to be those top, top players, uh, you know, generally could be slightly different to uh, how he's managed previously. But it will be interesting to see how he does over, over the period of time. But obviously started in the right vein. With a, with, with a good victory um, away from home, because they haven't been too strong away from home. Uh, certainly prior to his, his start, and I think they lost, uh, did they lose at Leeds? And yeah. they hadn't in Southampton. They hadn't been great on the road. So maybe it was all about the result rather than the performance there yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you just keep banking those three points and and, and work on things uh, to, to get better as you go. Uh, Newcastle also had a big one, and this one's one that I didn't see coming. They, the Fulham have been very good this season. I think they're still in the top six at the moment. Uh, but they got beaten 4-1 by Newcastle this morning in London, uh, not somewhere that Newcastle have done well traditionally, London. And this was a Newcastle side without Alan Saint-Maximan, the new signing Alexander Isak or Emil Kraft, their, uh, their right back. They... They were missing a few, still no Matt Ritchie or John Joe Shelby either. Uh, yet a 4-1 win on the road at Fulham. That's, that's impressive from uh, Eddie Howe. Yeah, but realistically, I suppose that you'd probably say that they potentially quite, didn't quite have the amount of points you possibly expected them from the end of last season moving into this one. But I think once they get everybody fit, they are going to be, you know, a really, really strong group of players. I think Eddie Howe, over the time, since he's gone in, has, has, has developed that squad. The, the squad now has got definitely a lot, lot stronger depth to it. And I suppose when everybody's fit, you know, you probably are realistically talking that they could be a potential top eight, you know, top six uh, club you know, um, the way that they're going and and, and the way that it's shaping up. But I think that there's certainly going to be a test for for everybody, top, middle or bottom, uh, you know, and both home and away. Generally, their away form, again, had not 
quite match their home form. They're always going to be at St. James's Park, a very, very hard, difficult side to beat. But now they appear, or Eddie Howe seems as though he's getting it right away from home. And uh, as you said, that was a little bit of a warning for everyone that uh, they're capable of... I think they've always been capable of scoring goals, uh, but uh, they're a lot stronger now defensively as well. And speaking of teams that haven't been going particularly well away from home, Everton, your old club, uh, had a win at St. St. Mary's against Southampton this morning. And I think, you know, I I rated Frank Lampard as probably one of the favourites at the beginning of the season to get the sack the way everything was going at Everton. But he's he's proved me wrong and uh, he's certainly started to turn Everton around. They're getting results that uh, you wouldn't necessarily expect them to get uh, previously. Yeah, again, I think they've tightened up. They've made a few inclusions, and I think they've made, obviously, a little bit more of a difference. They've been harder to beat, uh, both home and away. They've probably not won as many games as they would have liked, but obviously there's an expectation, I think, when you're going to the likes of Southampton and that, that realistically you, you, you come away at least with something. And I think that's what's possibly been happening over the last four or five games, where they've made it very, very difficult. They're a hard side to sort of get past. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think they're the difference. That, that's the difference potentially, be, you know, being always below or looking over your shoulder to giving yourself a little bit of daylight is going to places like St Mary's there and, and, and getting a result and, and, and pushing yourself three points further uh, past those type of clubs because Southampton without doubt will be in that sort of relegation area so I think they are one of the teams that realistically are going to you know Everton are going to be looking at and going well we need to stay above those and that's what they've gone and done uh, and especially as it's away from home because like you said they haven't been that that clever away from home generally just getting nothing you know not even a, not not so much as a point but uh, obviously now the last few games, both home and away, they seem just to be a little bit more confident. There's a few bodies now just starting to come back, and uh, maybe now they can start to build a little bit more momentum and start getting some more, uh, you know, points on the board. Yeah, points on the board is what it's all about. It was uh, in the late kickoff too. West Ham beat Wolves two nil. Uh, two teams that desperately uh, needed the win. And good to see uh, Skamaka, the new Italian striker for West Ham, get a start and get a goal in the in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, pretty good goal it was. Yeah, as I said, I think there's uh, again. I think David Moyes has been uh, softly, softly with him. Um, you know, he's uh, sort of introduced him a little bit more into Europe than he did in the in, into the Premier League. But you know, I think there's yeah, again. I think um, over time that'll reap its dividends because I think then he'll uh, you know not only is he sort of not supposedly been 100% fit, he's still managing to score. You know some decent goals output uh, in the in the games that he's uh, that he's playing, and I think he'll only get uh, better and stronger. And uh, yeah, you know I, we'd probably sort of say West Ham as a team. You'd say on paper they've got a group that you'd think would be a little bit higher than they are at the moment, but it's easier said than done. And you've still got to go and get results, and uh, obviously that will give them a little bit more confidence. A nice healthy win there at home. Yes, everybody probably expected it. 
you know, it doesn't always work out as simple as, uh, you know, just turning up up and playing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, trying to introduce someone, you know, it's been a thing that I think a lot of West Ham fans have said for a while is, you know, we need another striker. It can't always be on Antonio, otherwise he just gets knackered or if he's Mm. injured, we're, we're a bit toothless. But it's also about being able to, put that player into the team and getting them to gel with everyone else. I mean, they won 2-0 this morning, but in eight games in the Premier League season, they've only scored five times. So uh, it's something they're certainly going to have to improve on. Yeah, and it's something that I think, obviously, had been identified, I think, uh, realistically. They knew that in in many instances, Antonio was just their real goals output. And I suppose opposition teams sort of got to the point of, well, if we can keep him quiet... You know, you got 50% chance that West Ham aren't going to go and score a goal. So there wasn't, and this probably still isn't, you know, as many opportunities or, or players that come to the floor. Yeah, obviously Jared Bowen, he's he, he's weighed in with his uh, few goals as well. But that's the problem. If you've only got goals from certain areas, you become a little bit more predictable and a little bit less, uh, you know. Uh, able to actually take on teams knowing that realistically if these players don't score then we're not likely to score this week mm, Yeah indeed, alright mate uh, Before we let you go Brett we should talk uh, about tomorrow morning uh, the small murder of the Manchester Derby I can tell you that this is at uh, the Etihad uh, Man City are thirty-six favourites United are paying sevens and the draw fives um, What do you make of that market? That uh, seems like there's a lot of value probably in, in around that draw I would have thought it's probably value, but to be truthful, I think if you look at United have done uh, better, that's what you'd say uh, from that perspective. But still, the benchmark is City and the City at home. And realistically, yes, it's a local derby and form goes out the window. But invariably, over the over the last few years, you know, in bit, <laughs> the best teams won, and, and and that's been City. And I don't really see that quite changing at the moment it's still a lot you know a fair way I think City is still uh, a fair way more consistent and to be truthful they've got now what you would term a, the, the strongest out and out goal scorer that is at the Premier League level as well just to add to their to their group you know and I think uh, he's someone that's very reminiscent for me of a, an Alan Shearer of old he'll score you know <laughs> scrappy goals you know, good goals, any other type of goals that you want. But what he is, is he's got prolific volume. And uh, when you've got sort of, it's almost like a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, but it is. If you look at his background, you're going to say that he's a 25 goals a season man. And I think added into that, uh, to what City already had, I just think that, again, they're the benchmark. They're the most consistent. And I think still, although Manchester United fans won't really accept that, they're still playing catch-up. Yeah, it feels that way. Uh, I would say this, I mean, if I am a United fan, but I would say this to to, 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 to other United fans, is you look at what Eric Ten Hag did with Ajax when they played Harlan with Dortmund last season. He only scored one across two games in the Champions League, and they won both of those games. And Lissandro Martinez was uh, given the task of man-marking him. I don't know if that makes any difference. I know that uh, he's probably got a, a bit more around him at City than he did at Dortmund. Yeah, obviously, if it's not Ireland, it's De Bruyne. You, you know what I mean? You've got so many that really think he's Foden. They can all weigh in with their goals. You know, although Ireland will be the main sort of 
um, area that people will be looking at. I think there's so many other players that can actually weigh in with goals, which, you know, again, makes it very, very difficult as a team to be able to stop because, you know, you're trying to shut Haaland out and that would be great. But realistically, Bruyne will pop up, Foden will pop up, you know, Cadogan will pop up. And, and also they've got, um, from, from set players as well, they've got, you know, I just think they can score from open players and, and, and from set players consistently and they don't ignore that either. I, you know, I, I, you know, it's something that, although it's part and parcel, when games are tight, they can still go and do, you know, score from open play as well as from set plays, which some teams, you know, struggle from open play of breaking teams down. But City uh, at the moment for me are, are, are good in, in either facet, whichever way you want to uh, play, you know, that they find a way of breaking you down. Yeah, yeah, no, they're a very good side, that's for sure. Hard to defend against because they hurt you in so many different ways. Um, Brett, uh, the National League kicked off this weekend. Yesterday we saw Kashmir Tech beat Napier, uh, sorry, beat Miramar Rangers 4-0. Napier City Rovers got a win 1-0 over the Phoenix Reserves. Auckland City beat Wellington Olympic and Wellington 2-1. And Birkenhead have beaten Christchurch United 3-1 today. Still nil all between Auckland United and Melville United. Uh, that game is uh, about half an hour in, uh, to, to, to finish. Uh, what have you made of the new National League, the new format, and uh, some of those results? Well, the, the, the format's the format. Obviously, it's now a, a club-based format. Uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I've got a sort of thing. Uh, obviously, if, we, if we're going back and you look at the teams that are being represented, but more importantly, probably the player base that's being represented by those teams, um, a lot of those players, obviously, uh, I've sort of known because of, you know, coaching at Hawks Bay United sort of seven, five, seven years ago. Mm. And that would be my worry at the moment, would be if these players are still the most influential players within the game, has our game really moved as far forward as, uh, you know, domestically as we would have liked? You know, that, that would be my question at the moment around the, just the, the, the overall uh, value of the of, of the group, but without doubt, it will be exciting uh, because it's a it's a different format, and those players are representing their their, their clubs, which obviously they've uh, you know qualified through. Will we get very many strange results? I think that was a surprise result, Kashmir Tech, by the volume of goals. I think it was so one-sided, being a, a comprehensive victory, four uh, so nil. But then Kashmir Tech. Have, you know, have generally been um, very strong as a, as a club side anyway, you know, uh, throughout the, the time. So, that, you know, I, but I think the, the scoreline was probably more of a surprise than mm. them actually beating Miramar. I think it was the emphaticness of the scoreline uh, that, that sent a signal out. Obviously, Auckland uh, City came through uh, as good teams do they found a way looked as though it was going to be a draw and then they found a, a, a winner you know with about five minutes to go so obviously they found that and if you look there I, I suppose and you look what they did in the um, in the in the northern league you know they were very clear of the other three teams that are actually involved in the uh, national league so you know that will probably tell you a little bit more about where some of those other clubs are sitting uh, you know, moving forward. But I'd probably say it'll take another two or three rounds to really see whether 
you know, who's who's going to be the whipping boys and who's going to be realistically in uh, in for those top two positions. Mm. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it all fleshes out this coming season. Brett, thanks very much for coming on today, mate. Uh, go well and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, eh? No, always a pleasure. Thanks Cheers. for Brett Angel there with <laughs> us uh, talking Premier League football and our own National League as well. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.